everybody, welcome. So today I have Mita with us and she's gonna share about her work that she does. Mita and I, we've been friends forever. Such a long time that I'm not even gonna tell you how long. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be shocking. It'll be shocking. shocking. And, and you know, you're friends with someone for such a long time that you, you don't remember how long it's been. You have to start doing math and you know that it's a long time. It's a good friend. So Mita, tell us about your piece and what, in, what inspired you to, to do your piece? Sure. Um, so I'm doing a show. It's called Lost on a Loom. And it's going to be premiering at KST Alloy Studios in Pittsburgh, December 9th and 10th of this year. And um, it is actually a series of lost South Asian histories lost um, and looking at them through the lens of textiles, Indian textiles and fabrics. And what inspired me to start doing this piece was I read this book called Bengali Harlem. And it was so fascinating. It was about these immigrants, um, Bengali men who immigrated from West Bengal in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And they settled in different parts of the United States. So which included Harlem, New Orleans, uh, places in New Jersey, um, you know, Georgia. So these places, and what they did was they settled within African-American communities. And they had children. And it was basically their, their story, their history was a little bit erased because once they had the kids, the kids continued on into these communities and continued their lives, but these men disappeared. So that's, that's one thing that was really interesting to me was this group of immigrants. And, you know, it was, it was a short, it was a, you know, finite amount of time. They came, they did these settlements, they had the children, the children lived on, and of course the children have children and, and are living on now, but those, their heritage of, you know, being from West Bengal, that heritage was kind of like, you know, gone just out of necessity. So I just thought that was really interesting. And so then, um, you know, I did that research and I did a piece in New York uh, where I was playing a Bengali peddler and basically followed what I thought of as the emotional life of a Bengali peddler, which was, you know, what an immigrant will go through, you know, um, in terms of excitement of being here and then recreating a community, grief from what is lost, and then also hardship, you know, as you're here, and then even, you know, being deported or, you know, being put in a cage, you know, like the things that you deal with when you're here, which, you know, uh, my family is also, immigrants. Uh, my, my parents were both immigrants. My sisters were immigrants. So these, this is a story that I can also really relate to and my family can relate to. So, so that's what was also, that's what's also been inspiring to me about doing this show is finding these different lost South Asian histories and examining them, but then also tying them to myself and the history of my family and my own history but then looking at fabric, and that's been the fun part, because every story that I tell in this show has a relationship to fabric, a, a significant relationship to fabric. And fabric is so important in our lives, in India, in India's history, but also in everyday life. It surrounds us, right? We're always kind of like having fabric and having relationships with fabric. And so this kind of like parallels the movement of fabric with the movement of people. So. So yeah, what other questions um, 
can I address or answer or well, talk about? When did you say that they came um, to America? The um... Yeah, they immigrated like the late 1800s, early 1900s. Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I find that really interesting because there are, and you, we, don't, we don't hear that in history a lot, that there are a lot of, because um, I know that also there were some Ethiopians that had actually, into, you know, immigrated here. And um, you don't hear, and, and of course, um, Vikings that were here early on, and you don't hear about um, different groups that just, just came here, you know, um, it's, yeah, so that's very, very interesting. So, yeah, and the, the fabric piece is that these were peddlers. So they came to sell um, fine embroidery and silks, fabrics that were made in India by their wives there. And then they brought them here. And then they found new wives. <laughs> you know, so it's just really interesting, too, that there's all this women's work happening behind the scenes. And it's also related to fabric, you know. So they were peddling fabrics and bringing them here. And it was at a time when, like, there was Orientalism and there was a lot of in interest in, ooh, let me get some of that Indian fabric. You know, it's exotic and different. And there was, a, there was like, that was looked at as a sought after, you know. Um, so, but they were, you know, just like peddlers on the beach or on, you know, the, the storefronts, you know. Uh, selling these things that people were just very fascinated by. Wow, that's so interesting. So what is some, what is your process? What do you, and I, you know, I love your work, first of all. So I'm just, oh, anyway, so I just want everybody to know, like, you haven't seen Rita's work, you really need to see it because oh. very <laughs> provocative, um, thought-provoking it's very inspirational and I've actually we've we've done some some work together where she's been in some of my films and I've also been in her films and yes. also, I mean her um, choreography and uh, as a choreographer um, she's very very interesting and fun to work with very deep deep work so why don't you explain a little bit to us about your process. How do you approach your pieces? Sure. Um, so this, the, the section that I've been talking about, the Bengali peddlers, this started out as a solo, which I performed in back in September at Brooklyn Bridge Park Pier 3. And really, I feel like that piece, that, that iteration of the piece was very site specific because what happened is they gave me the location and it was cool because they gave me a videotape of the location they kind of showed gave send a video and they actually walked me through where i'd be dancing so that was very spatial and i i am i do work very spatially so it was very spatially inspired and and also uh segmented like there were different different definite sections but then also inspired by music so this this piece in particular is um, different songs by Nusrat Fatah Ali Khan, who was a Kuali singer, um, which Kuali is a type of devotional. Um, uh, it's it's Islam, and it's it's like a gypsy music from 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 Islam, and it's um, devotional. So it's really about cry, basically like crying out to God, but it's very beautiful. It's, it's very deep. It's, it's like 
honestly, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I should admit this, but I don't really know what the words are that he's saying, but I'm very, very deeply moved by his music. So that's, that also is a, is a big inspiration for me. Um, recently I've added dancers, which is, which has been really fun and I haven't done that for a very long time. So, um, what we did, I do, I do make up movement, you know, I have movement. Um, but like I said, I think very spatially. So there's spatial relationships and orientation. Um, there's also a, a shopping cart in this piece. So, um, we all, all the all three dancers there's me and two other dancers now we have shopping carts which i had a hot shopping cart in in brooklyn as well which i bought for the weekend and then returned <laughs> <laughs> but there's resourcefulness as well that yeah. must come yeah as an artist but yeah i don't know it's, it's hard really to describe what my process is I'm very inspired by music and space well when you go to rehearse do you um, do you start off with um, a prepared movement, or do you start to improv? It's it's very prepared. So, um, you know, I with these dancers, I come in, you know, with this is the sequence, mm -hmm. and then but um, with timing, that it's been very interesting because for me, I really feel the music. You know, I've been a fan of Nusrat for like for many, many years. And so I really feel his music and I'm learning about what my dance style is through the process. It's like, yes, I have steps, but then there's times when I just like do some, I'm just like feeling the music, you know, and I, I'm, I'm trying to learn how do you teach that? You know, you can give them one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, but then what if there's just this like flourish where you're hearing his song, his voice and you're just feeling it, you know? I don't know yet how to teach that. I think it's just a matter of, because when I've taught them the, the dances, I haven't given them counts. I've given them movement, but I haven't given them counts because it's like, I don't, I'm not counting. I'm just moving to the music, but I am counting organically. I just am not consciously counting. Mm. So then, and I think that's been, been challenging for them, you know, because they don't know the music the way I do. And I'm just giving them movement. I'm giving, not giving them counts. But I think over time, eventually, you know, I'll also learn how to teach what I'm doing better than what I'm doing now. So. Yeah, and um, Mita also does dance. I guess I call it dance theater. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so where there's also this theatrical, sometimes this um, theatrical quality to it as well. So I could see how there's, you would give space for the emotions to happen for you. Um, did, did all the technical things that a regular choreographer would do. But I mean, it, it changes from every type of choreography. Everybody has their own way of doing things. But that's really cool. I think that's really, it's really good to kind of get inside your head a little bit because I've never been there inside your head. So, <laughs> but I've always wanted to know like what goes on like when you're just thinking about like how we're going to move. Right. So, it's a good question, you know. Yeah. And it's so, interesting. Yeah. So it's cool. Um, I want to ask um, what, who inspires you? Or what inspires you the most? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, 
I don't know. That's a hard question. I feel it's like, I think it's, there's just an internal drive. And, and even for me, I'm like, why am I, a lot of times I'm like, why am I, why am I still doing this? And I've been doing it for a very long time, right? A long time. And I never really know why, but I, but I, there's like a, com, I'm compelled to keep on doing it. And then it's like, oh, okay. And then it's out there. I'm like, oh, okay. So it's like, I'm supposed to do it. And you know, as an artist, it's like, you're just supposed to make art. And I don't know why. And I don't know that it really even serves a purpose or it can also be detrimental to myself, you know, because it's like so busy and you're still like driven to do this thing. So, but what, who inspires me? What inspires me? Um, I think just movement, you know, I think just expression and, and giving form to the formless, I guess. Yeah. Okay. There. It's like, these are lost histories. These are histories that, you know, would not be told. Like there's a section in the one piece where it's a group piece where we have our shopping carts. We actually put them over our heads and, and we're like looking into the audience as though we're in a cage. Right. So we're sitting there. We're, so there's an image. And I thought to myself during that, while we were doing that moment, that this is important, you know, because this is, this is a story of people's lives, not just these men, but people now, you know, going through immigrants, going through this type of thing right now. And this is giving voice to that experience. And that's not always, those voices are not always heard or given a platform. So I think it's important to give that experience a platform. So I, I guess maybe that's what it is. It's like justice. Maybe it, maybe justice inspires me, like a, an idea of giving voice to the voiceless, giving, um, you know, telling a story that has not been told before. Like another, another story in this piece is about this type of fabric called Dhaka muslin, which is, it's a type of fabric that the story of it has been lost because of colonialism. So it's like, you know, this was made um, and then even used by the British, but then the actual way of making it was lost, was taken away. So that's a, another example. Like I'm inspired by using the art to create some sort of justice, creating a platform for something that has been stolen or taken away. <clears throat> cool. Well, that's very cool. And, you know, I think that the ancestors are applauding you for, you know, being a voice for them and telling their story. You know, there's so many stories that are not told. And, you know, not only you're telling the story of their story, but you're also telling the story of their create their creations, mm. you know, as them as artists, you know, so that's, I think that's beautiful. And kudos, kudos. <laughs> and all through fabric, you know, because it's, there's the Dhaka muslin. And then the second story is about Kadi, which is, a fabric that was used in the Indian Indian independence movement. The idea was to use homegrown fabric, which finally led to Indian independence, but also partition. So the part of that that's important is that there's this thing that happened in the country where the country was arbitrarily partitioned and groups of people had to move and be displaced. 
you know, and that is a, that is a lost history. You know, people don't know that as much as they know, oh, India became independent in 1947, but they also, it was also partitioned in 1947, you know, so that's, again, we're looking at that through the lens of the fabric of the Kadi homegrown fabric. So, wow. That's super cool. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. And I love it because it's, it's a, it's something that we can all relate to. Mm -hmm. Like we can all relate to textiles. We can all relate to fabric. It's around us. It's something that is like here we can relate we can relate to it. So I think that that definitely brings solidarity, even while you're telling a story about some, some, a culture that is different from yours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's such a great point. I agree. Awesome. Well, I think we've gone over time, Bobby. I apologize. You that's said okay. Generally. Is there anything else you want to say? We can go ahead and, and finish <laughs> up. <laughs> well, I just wanted to mention, so I mentioned the, the embroidery, the peddlers, the Kadi fabric of independence and partition. I mentioned the Dhaka muslin. And then the third, there's four. The fourth, but it actually comes before Dhaka muslin, is jute. Jute fabric which was cultivated in the Bengal Delta. So mm -hmm. all these fabrics, the stories of all these fabrics center in Bengal, which is I'm Bengali and that's where my family's from. So it's West Bengal and that's this area, which is also, you know, Bangladesh, right? Mm -hmm. um, so jute also was grown and created in, in West Bengal in the Bengal Delta and then branched out to the whole world, you know? So, so that's another one. But I think with jute, it's like actually fibers sewn into the earth, you know. So each one is different, but it's all centered around, I guess, specifically my heritage, my Bengali heritage, and that, that location geographically where my ancestors are from. Cool. Very Which, cool. by the way, one last thing I want to add is was confirmed with ancestry.com like i expected i did ancestry.com recently mm -hmm. all i got back is that i'm like from bangladesh <laughs> that's it <laughs> well you know we're gonna, yeah, have to do your, cool. we're gonna have to do your star code see you know, <laughs> what stars you're from we have to do you have to we have to do your vedic so we can see your um your nakshatras so you're from from Bangladesh, um, okay, so this is just going to be another interview. We're going to have to have a part two because it's just too deep, okay? I'm sorry, I have too many. I have questions. I have more questions about all of the fabrics now, so my head's about to explode. So oh, I'm thank so you, glad. Lisa. Yeah, it's so fascinating. Yeah, I agree. It's so fascinating. <laughs> Okay, so let's do a part two, okay? We're going to do a part two. We'll have to get you back up here, okay? <laughs> thank you, Bobby. Thank you so much. I okay. Thank you, thank you.